All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Thank you, thank you, boys. Oh, ready to kick off the show now with Walt Sequeira, managing partner of the AKW Group with offices here in Fairlawn and also outside of Pittsburgh and Washington, Pennsylvania for the next half hour. We're going to talk about the stock market, how the AKW Group invests its clients' money directly into individual stocks and custom-designed portfolios just for their particular needs and how the market's going. If you have any questions about the market and about stocks, you can talk to Walt Sequeira this half hour by calling 330 673 one, two, three, four. And outside of Akron, listening course on WNR.com over there in Western Pennsylvania. It's toll free for you, 800 669 Well, Walt, uh, the stock market, again, uh, surprising for the end of any year, but particularly for this year. They kissed a couple of records last week. Uh, uh, Friday was a quadruple witching day, but it only fell back just a little bit on some concerns about whether or not we're going to get that stimulus package through. But all in all, it's extraordinary that the market is that this good at the end of uh, this particular year. For sure, Bob. It's been a, it's been a challenging year across the board, and you know, we get to the end of the year here, and we're sitting, uh, you know, here in the uh, the week before Christmas, and you know, we're we're counting blessings that we do have, and and one of the blessings has been a, a strong stock market. You know, for those that were positioned in a way that they had exposure to stocks, you know, you you probably had a pretty good year. Um, last week, <clears throat> we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average close up 132 points. Up 0.4 percent. Uh, we ended the week at 30,179.05, and year to date we're at 5.7 percent. Uh, the S&P 500 index uh, was up 45 points for the week, about 1.3 percent, uh, close to 3,709, and year to date we're at 14.8 percent. The Nasdaq continued its powerful year, <clears throat> up 3 percent for the week, 3.1 up 377 points. And year-to-date, that NASDAQ is up 42.2%, Bob. Uh, and then we had the Russell 2000, which is a measure of those smaller mid-cap stocks, uh, up 3% for the week as well, and uh, up 58 points. And again, year-to-date, we're at 18.1%. So, you know, across the board, you know, positive returns and all those major indices that we pay attention to. And, uh, you know, like we said, a, a pretty good year across the board as far as stocks go. Uh, yields continue to remain low. Um, you know, we look at the two-year Treasury at 0.11%, uh, the five-year at 0.38%, the 10-year Treasury at 0.95%, and the 30-year at 1.7%. So rates uh, are low, and we expect them to stay low, especially with some of the uh, testimony and, and, you know, rhetoric we got from the Federal Reserve this week. So uh, we sit here, and, you know, we're we're definitely facing some challenges still. 
Uh, still a lot of uncertainties as, as we go into 2021, but uh, overall feeling pretty good about where we're at at this point. Now, many investors, when they get this good this close to Christmas, they call it the Santa Claus Rally. Uh, do you think uh, that the Santa Claus Rally is uh, going to be real this year? And what could it tell us about the market as we enter a brand new year, 2021? Yeah, the Santa Claus Rally, Bob, is is what we look at historically as the last five days of the year plus the first two days of the following year. Um, but if we look back in November, it looked like Santa Claus came early. You know, the market S and P five hundred was up ten point seven five percent, and this month we're up two point four two percent. So we've had a really strong November and December. Um, but interestingly, about that Santa Claus Rally, you know, the last five days and first two t- days of the next year. Um, when we see a positive return there, it, it tends to be good. It means good things for the market the year ahead. So we, we typically, on average, going back to 1969, have seen a, a gain of about 1.3% over those five days plus those two days of the new year. And when we haven't seen, you know, a positive return, that's uh, we, we've seen some flat years and down years, 1994, 2004, 2015. Also, uh, 2000 and, uh, to the year 2000 and 2008, which were actually bear market years. So, uh, those you know those next seven days will be interesting to pay attention to. Once again, we're talking to Walt Sakara of the AKW Group in uh, Fairlawn and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, talking about other things that were in the news that, of course, are affecting the market. The coronavirus vaccines, uh, the Pfizer one is out there. Moderna's has been approved and will start being distributed, I guess, uh, tomorrow. So, Wall Street, what do they feel about the COVID-19 pandemic now and these efforts to uh, treat the virus? I think, Bob, there's still a lot of optimism. It's good to see the vaccine starting to get out. Um, You know, some frontline workers out there are starting to be vaccinated. And, uh, you know, I think it's overall a very positive sign for the market. Uh, As you mentioned, the Moderna uh, vaccine was approved as well and has some really strong data behind it as far as, uh, you know, the antibodies that that are uh, developed through that vaccine. So, you know, we continue to think those are positive developments. Again, we'll just have to pay attention to the data as we go forward. Um, it was interesting, you know, I was reading this week and, uh, you know, I do a lot of reading every week, Bob, but uh, the development of that vaccine over 11 months was by far the fastest vaccine that we've ever developed. Um, if you go back to the mumps vaccine, it took four years. Um, that was the, the second quickest. And then the polio vaccine, took seven years, the measles vaccine, nine years, the chickenpox vaccine took 34 years. Um, so again, we uh, unprecedented um, skill and, and intelligence, and it just shows you how strong our healthcare system is and, uh, you know, the amount of uh, ability that we have there. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, we have a very expensive healthcare system, but we have one of the best in the world. And, you know, they stepped up to the challenge this year and, you know, to develop a vaccine that quick, hopefully it'll help, uh, you know, put this country back into some more normalcy and, you know, allow the economy to be keep opening up and good things ahead. Now, in politics, the uh, never-ending election year of 2020 will finally come to an end early in 2021 with the uh, Georgia Senate runoffs. After that happens and the elections are finally over, do you see that the uh, market could uh, could react in one way or another to depend on either depending on the outcome of the election or just with this tremendous relief that they could have a sell-off as we get the new year going? Yeah, Bob, I think we have to pay attention uh, to that uh, that's to those Senate races. You know, as we've been talking all along, I think there's an underlying hope and assumption that, you know, we'll have a divided Congress, that there'll be 
a little bit of checks and balances, uh, at least from the Wall Street perspective, from the investment perspective. I think, um, you know, one of the things we talked about is the potential of tax increases coming back, um, especially in corporate America. You know, I think that's where, if you look at some of these earning rate earnings rate assumptions, you know, the recovery potential for a lot of companies, um, cash flow is helpful. So, you know, if, if uh, more of the cash that they keep and are able to put back to employment and to developing, you know, their businesses, uh, the better for the economy. Um, if tax increases would come, that would be more money sent to the government for them to do what they want to do, their agendas. And again, it would put less money in, in the hands of corporate America and, and ultimately payrolls and ultimately consumers that spend. So, I think that would be the biggest outcome is that some of those agendas uh, that, you know, might be there uh, if we have a Democratic Senate, a Democratic House, and a Democratic White House. Um, I think we definitely see the tax increases push forward. So we'll pay attention. You know, I think January 5th will be an interesting day for the country, and uh, whatever the outcome is, I'm sure we'll, we'll move forward. But uh, it, it's definitely something that uh, we have to pay attention to. You mentioned good words last week from Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve. He assured uh, the country that he would keep his promise of open-ended stimulus into the next year. Now, what does that actually mean, open-ended stimulus, and will this be considered a good thing for the stock market? Bob, it is. I mean, if I had to make an analogy, you know, this is like bringing a uh, 180-proof punch bowl to a party where everybody's already intoxicated. You know, I think the... uh, Federal Reserve has done an amazing job, you know, providing support and, and stimulus. Um, but again, they're, uh, we've never seen a Federal Reserve so open about uh, their willingness uh, to continue to support the economy. Uh, they, they've said that they'll use all the tools that they have available um, until the job is done. If they would need, if they kind of would need additional support, they would definitely provide it. Um, you know, they continue to support the economy for, for a good period of time and, you know, pretty much has said if, you know, the economy does pick up and, you know, we see a little bit of inflation, that that wouldn't mean a lot to them. So they're actually tipping their head even further to say that, you know, slight upticks of inflation probably would not indicate any policy change. Um, and they went even as far, you know, to talk about P.E. ratios. You know, if, uh, Jerome Powell made comments about the P.E. ratios, which are historically very high, Bob. You know, we mentioned the forward P.E. now is at 22 times uh, forward earnings. Uh, the 25-year historical average is 16.5. So, I mean, to go as far to say that they're really not that high and they're not that worrisome, and he even mentioned the equity risk premium, which is you know a pretty sophisticated concept uh, that I look at and what a lot of investment professionals look at it's uh, you know how much uh, people look for stocks above the risk free rate um so again a lot of support a lot of rhetoric a lot of assurance um you know they they're providing a you know chicken soup uh, for this market you know for any illness that might come up they're saying they have a remedy and they should be able to step forward and continue to provide support and help now, the market is doing so well, but when you still look at unemployment figures, which are rising, the massive amounts of people who are underemployed, the fact that we have food lines in all these cities and many, many people are losing jobs and may never come back because of the pandemic, it seems like the market might be disconnected from this economic reality. How do, how do you view the success in the market versus some of the really severe problems that we have out in the country? 
It, it has got disconnected, Bob. I think the stock market, again, as we always talk about, looks forward. Um, you know, I think if you look at some of the things that are happening right now, you're right. I mean, there are worries. There, there. We have a long way to go, you know, to get to the recovery that everybody anticipates. So, uh, but that's what the stock market has the ability to do. It has the ability to look through the short run and and think out. And as we talked about, you know, through this year, I think this market is really pricing. Um, you know, the valuations are based on what's going to happen at the end of 2021, maybe even in 2022, and maybe even in some regards 2023. So uh, even though stock prices have a very short-term reaction, I think the underlying support of the valuations has taken a much longer-term perspective. And, um, you know, anything that would shake the confidence of that, that would make people, again, you know, continue to think that that narrative may not come true, uh, we could see, you know, some, some real <laughs> disconnects. Um, and we could see this market, you know, come down pretty pretty quickly, pretty significantly. So I think this is a point where you really have to manage risk. I, I think we're putting a big emphasis on risk management. Uh, we're putting a big emphasis on knowing what we own, <clears throat> knowing what we own, why we own it. We we always talk, Bob, that it's not a stock market; it's a market of stocks. Uh, so we continue to focus on the ideas that we have the most confidence in. Uh, that we don't think are so far ahead of themselves that, you know, we can weather some volatility because it's surely to come. Now, for those who are wondering about the, this bull market, what are some of the most compelling reasons to give this bull market the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, but I think, you know, momentum is there. I mean, you don't want to miss it. <clears throat> you know, I mean, obviously, if you've been on the sidelines and haven't been participating in this, you're very disappointed. Um you know, there are a lot of people that raised cash early in the year that were looking to get back in, and they're probably still looking because, uh, you know, timing is very difficult when you sell out and, and you're looking for an opportunity to come back in. Um, I, I think you have to let the market move forward. And, and, again, I think the other thing we talked about, we just talked about, was the Federal Reserve, you know, is very powerful. The mon- You know, the monetary support that we're getting, um, you know, from from the uh, Fed is is extremely unprecedented, and it's provided a lot of, I think, safety net to the market. So I think you know we've we've basically seen this run up, and and it's good to participate when things move forward. You would have hate to miss a year like this year, um, even though at the beginning of the year it surely didn't seem like we were going to get this kind of year. Well, we're talking to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. It's time to uh, open up our Stock Talk segment of the program where you get to call up and ask Walt about any particular stock that you have an interest in, whether you own it or thinking of buying it or think you should sell it right now or just kind of kind of intrigued by it. Give us a call and talk to Walt directly now. Over 30 years in the investment world, he can pretty much give you a good idea of what you might be looking at and answer some of your questions. 330 673 one, two, three, four. Outside of Akron, you can call us toll-free, including from Western Pennsylvania. Listening online at WNR.com, 800-669-4100. Call as soon as you can and get on there and talk with Walt about your stock concerns. Let's take one of those calls right now. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning. Uh, one I've been watching here is carparts.com, symbol P-R-T-S. There was a lot of uh, insider selling last week, last two weeks. I don't know whether that's a good sign or a bad sign, but it's one that was recommended by one of the top analysts on CNBC. Uh, P-R-T-S, carparts.com. 
Yeah, f- familiar with the stock. Um, you know, again, it's a it's a smaller cap stock, um, about five hundred and sixty-three uh, million in, in uh, cap market capitalization. Again, you know, it's had a pretty good uh, earnings and revenue growth since the beginning of the year. We've seen, uh, uh, you know, the earnings up eighteen percent in March, up sixty-one percent in June, and up sixty-nine percent uh, in September. Uh, so again, a, a company that seems to have some momentum. Again, they're a distributor of aftermarket auto parts and, you know, repair information. And uh, they they really work through a network of uh, websites, uh, you know, to individuals. Uh, so, again, very, very interesting business model. Um, we, we follow some other companies that compete with this. Uh, so, again, yeah, an interesting company as far as the insider trading goes. Um, yeah, that that's a mixed bag sometimes, especially in a smaller company like this. Um, you know, sometimes that signals positive, sometimes it signals ne- you know a negative uh, component. But I, I, I think this is something that you look at on its own fundamentals, and uh, you know it has some momentum to it, and and, and an interesting industry. You know, people are keeping cars longer, and uh, people definitely are spending money on auto parts. Okay, well, thank you. Sure. Thank you for calling. Another call for Walt Secura on WNIR. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning. Um, I want to ask Walt, uh, do you ever invest in uh, SPACs, or do, you, or do you wait until after the merger to see how the company performs? Yeah, we, we we a good question. We've never invested in specs, you know, on a front end. Um, I think we like to see the underlying uh, business models, the financial power uh, that those business models have, and and ultimately get a better fund, you know, idea of the fundamental stories. So, uh, a little bit more older school in our investing style. Some of those specs have been very interesting and it performed well, but uh, you know, not really our cup of tea as far as how we look at investments. Okay, so can I ask you about two of them, or do you do you not? Um, you can ask again. If I can't give you comments today, I can always come back and follow up with the comments for next week. Okay, well, there's two in particular that I'm looking at that uh, there's been a lot of uh, publicity about. Uh, one is uh, I N A Q, mm-hmm. and the other one is uh, Switchback Energy. Uh, it's uh, S B E. Yeah, I will have to get back to you on both of those. Again, don't have any comments off the top of my head. You know, I've read a little bit about both of them. Uh, you know, that information crosses my desk, but I haven't really spent a lot of time. So I'll definitely take a look at it, though, and make some comments for you next week. Okay, and if I could ask you about one more, please. It's not a SPAC. It's it's uh, regular stock. It's, sure, absolutely. Uh, Atlanticus Holdings, uh, and, the, and the symbol is ATLC. Yeah, Atlanticus, again, the company that's pressed my screens a few times. I think this is uh, credit financial services products. Um, again, if you look at the, the earnings um, and, and the revenues, which is the first place we look at, uh, you know, strong revenue growth up till this last quarter. Um, you know, if you're earlier in the year, they were 52%, 55%, 22%, and then the last quarter up only two. Uh, earnings growth the last two quarters just looks pretty good. Um, again, I think the credit market is an evolving, um, you know, competitive marketplace. I, I think it's uh, you know, definitely place. There's opportunities there uh, for companies that are well run and manage their credit quality well. And I'd say that's the the underlying fundamental that we would spend some time looking at is the you know how good the credit quality is and 
uh, their ability to continue to grow, you know, the top line as well. Okay. All right. Thank you. Sure. And thank you for calling 330-673-1234 and outside of Akron on WNR.com 800-669-4100 to talk to Walt Secura, the managing partner of the AKW Group. Uh, of course, last week, companies are coming forth with the uh, reports for the end of the year and, and some interesting uh, investor days. Abvi, who is one of your long-term holdings in the core equity portfolio, had an investor day on last week and uh, when you listen to that investor day, did that uh, improve your confidence about uh, holding this particular investment? It does, Bob. You know, Avi has been a long-term holding for us. Um, they have the number one immunology drug in the world, which is Umira. Uh, it's a twenty billion dollars, approaching a twenty billion dollar, um, you know, um, uh, drug for them. Uh, Sixteen billion dollars inside the United States, and about three point seven billion outside the United States. Um, they realized that you know this drug is under a little bit of pressure. I think this is what's kept the stock from running you know forward the last few years. They knew that yeah you know biosimilars and uh, uh, you know there'll be some uh, generic uh, competition coming to to market here. Um, so again, they they've really had to address that. Um, we mentioned earlier in the year that they purchased um, Allergan, which was a big purchase for them, and they're you know bringing that into their product pipeline and their development. Uh, their core disease areas are rheumatology, dermatology, and gastroenterology. Um, so again, you know, listened to that uh, conference call, looked at their product offerings, looked at the pipeline. Um, you know, we continue to have confidence in Avi here. Uh, they had coming off a really strong quarter and a really strong year. Last quarter was up 52% in revenue, 21% in earnings. Uh, still pays a pretty solid dividend, uh, near 5%. And again. Uh, a company that has an, a nice pipeline and a nice outlook to it. So uh, it was a good investor's day, and it was a time well spent for me to, you know, get, just kind of widen my understanding of the company and where they're headed over the next few years. Another company in your empowering women portfolio is Accenture, and they uh, actually exceeded expectations with revenues and earnings in their report last week. Now, what do you see about that report, and uh, do you think their comments would uh, affect your confidence in that stock? Yeah, Bob, Accenture is a leading global um, IT service firm. Uh, They have a half a million people working for the company through 200 cities and 51 countries, and they serve 19 different industries. Uh, When you look at the, you know, who this company's key partners are, uh, companies like SAP, Microsoft, Oracle, Salesforce, Workday, um, you know, they're at the front end of consulting and developing IT solutions for some of the largest uh, enterprises in the globe. And, again, a very strong company. They, they've uh, weathered a very difficult year. Um, you know, again, talent acquisition is really, really important to them. So keeping their um, layoffs and, you know, they're letting it go of people low was a, a real big thing for them this year, and they've been able to do that. And, again, put up some pretty solid numbers that Wall Street likes. So uh, we like Accenture. We like the long-term prospects, and we think, you know, IT is not going away. I mean, when you look at all the – you know, different areas that they operate in, you know, data analytics, infrastructure, security, uh, technology, innovation. We talk about the cloud, marketing. Uh, uh, they do they do all this, um, and they, they do a really good job, and one of the leading companies out there in, in this area. Now, one of the industries that has been really hard hit by the pandemic has been the uh, dining and restaurant industry. Uh, the owners of uh, Olive Garden, restaurants like that, the Bahama Breeze, Longhorn Steakhouse, Darden Restaurants, reported their earnings last week. Now, while you don't hold this in any of your portfolios, of course, Wall Street looks at these restaurants as recovery stocks. 
when the COVID finally uh, diminishes, we can go out to eat again safely. They think those restaurants and stocks could could uh, come back strong. What do you think about restaurants? And would you like to buy one of those now at a discount price, hoping it's going to go up as the pandemic uh, goes away? Yeah, Bob, we we like the report from Darden, although they they showed that you know they had a lot of strength coming off their last quarter, and they showed you know there might be a little bit of a speed bump. Um, you know, again, heading into the winter here, we talked about the impact of the coronavirus, and it's definitely going to impact uh, Darden here, you know, through the next few months. And they were very uh, outspoken about that on the conference call. So, again, earnings were still down. I mean, but it but impressive as far as what Wall Street thought they would do, um, and, and revenues were down as well. But uh, recovering nicely. Uh, we like this industry long term. We think there's some really strong players here. Um, not sure Darden is the one we'd purchase, but we're definitely looking through the restaurant, uh, you know, players. Uh, there's some really good, uh, I think, opportunities in the space. And, uh, you know, I got a couple on my list that I'm paying close attention to. And uh, Nike, another stock you don't currently own, but they had a good reported earnings last week, and uh, they weathered much of the COVID-19 crisis better than most. What do you see at Nike, and would you consider buying Nike at the, the prices they have today on their stock? Yeah, Bob, I, we've always liked Nike. I mean, I back when I started this 30 years ago, I remember doing a research report in my MBA program on Nike, so I've known them for a long, long time, and a very innovative company, you know, of course, a leader in footwear and apparel. Um, and they have. They've done a really nice job weathering the storm. Um, they showed a, a 9% revenue uh, growth for the quarter, $11.2 uh, over Ten point three billion in earnings growth of about seventy eight cents over seventy cents is about an eleven percent earnings increase. So you know any retailer out there that can show positive quarters uh, with the type of year that we've experienced and the disruptions that they've had uh, shows the strength. And again, they're doing it a lot through e-commerce and the the power of their brand, um, the fact that you know I'm sure the school. Uh, you know, the, for the people that did go back to school and, and are still out, you know, uh, you know, working out in their homes on their Pelotons and, and those things, uh, still are buying Nike shoes. And, uh, you know, so again, it's, it's, it's a good, great stock. Um, one we currently don't own, but one I look at often, um, you know, probably missed the opportunity earlier in this year when the stock fell down to 60 bucks a share, you know, maybe was the best entry point for years to come, but, uh, stocks recovered nicely and, uh, you know, at this point, we're uh, we're watching the success, and but one we definitely missed along the way. Now, as you mentioned, AKW Group invests uh, the clients' money in individually owned stock portfolios that you create and put together. Uh, by definition, a portfolio has a certain number of stocks, and you've always said that you like a portfolio size between twenty and thirty stocks. So, why why did you settle on that number for the optimal number of stocks in a portfolio? I think it's the right number, Bob. You know, it's it's not too many. Uh, we see a lot of people that become stock collectors. You know, they have so much they don't really know what they own or why they own it. I think 20 to 30 gives us the ability to really be on top of the holdings that we have and follow them closely. Um, you know, and I and I think it's uh, it's a, the right number to diversify uh, to get different exposure to different sectors and industries and uh, not put all your eggs in one basket. So. Uh, that's the number we we settle in. We we kind of range between that with the different portfolios, but uh, you know it's kind of like making uh, soup. You know you want to be a chef. Uh, you know you want to add the right ingredients and the, the right amount at the right time uh, to to get the uh, the right taste. And and I think uh, you know we we work hard at that. Uh, it's a little bit of art and a little bit of science. And you know portfolio management is is an ongoing process that we do every day. 
Once again, the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Organization, so more than just investment advice and, and giving you these portfolios, they can also give you good advice on estate plans and retirement planning, tax reviews, IMD, RMD rather, IRA illustrations, Roth conversion analyses, all these other services can be had with, uh, with the folks at the AKW Group, both in Fairlawn and over there in Washington, Pennsylvania. So, Walt, as we end of the, come to the end of the year, uh, just about, uh, uh, what should investors be doing, particularly as 2021 comes to a close? Well, I think, Bob, you know, reviewing portfolios, making sure they have enough cash on hand, um, and really planning for the next year, you know, making sure that they're positioned where they want to be as, as we enter uh, 2021. And what about next week, the uh, first of the Santa Claus weeks? Well, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas out there, Bob. You know, it's time to spend hopefully a little bit of time with family and or at least talk on the phone and be safe. Uh, but we wish everyone a Merry Christmas out there. Uh, less data this week and uh, I think more kind of winding down and making sure we have all our ducks in a row as we head into 2021. Again, Walt Sakara, the managing partner of the AKW Group in Akron. Call them at 234-466-7476. If you're in western Pennsylvania, call Sue Marshall, the AKW Group there at 412-480-5090. And again in Akron, 234-466-7476. So also, Walt, from my wife and I to you, a very, very Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Bob. You too. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. AbbVie Inc., symbol ABBV. Accenture, symbol ACN. Carparts.com Inc., symbol PRTS. Darden Restaurants Inc., symbol DRI. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Moderna Inc., symbol MRNA. Nike Inc., symbol NKE. Oracle Corporation, symbol ORCL. Pfizer, Inc., symbol PFE. Peloton Interactive, Inc., symbol PTON. Salesforce.com, Inc., symbol CRM. SAP, symbol SAP. Switchback Energy Acquisition Corporation, symbol SBE. And Workday, Inc., symbol WDAY. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.